Taking the pulse of the city. The Capital Letter on Newstalk ZB. It's our Capital Letter time with New Zealand Herald's Wellington Issues reporter, Georgina Campbell. I don't know why I always have to go issues. It feels like your mum telling you off and you've got, you've got some issues that you need to discuss, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> a little bit, I guess, yeah. Did your mother well, used to say that to you? No, but oh. she did call me Georgina instead of George. Hardly anyone calls me George, but if I was called Georgina, then I knew I was in trouble. That's the same with me with Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas. Uh, Wellington mayoral candidate says, I know who this is, and uh, the capital city is out of step with other main centres around the country because it's only got one special voting booth, and I know that she wants one at Victoria University as well. I wonder why, George. Yes, so we're talking about Tori Farno, um, of course. And look, I take your point. Um, you know, she is likely to have a, a younger, greener uh, voting base, which will come uh, from the university. But I think she makes a really good point. We're the capital city of New Zealand, and we have one special voting booth. All the other main centres around the country have several. And I think we should be making it as easy as possible for people to be able to cast their vote. And let's be honest, people are unorganised. They might they may not have enrolled um, to vote in time and they just want to rock up and cast their vote. We, you know, should be Absolutely. making that happen. So Absolutely. And we don't know where the city council buildings are now. We don't know what, you know, in the old days we knew that the council building was there and you could go down there and do everything right in the middle of town. Now they're on the terrace on floor 18 and 27 or whatever. It's, we don't, the general public don't have a clue. Totally. Everything is all over the place at the moment. But the good thing is, is that the council has said it is looking into the logistics of providing more than one special voting booth. So they say they'll have more information on that in the coming weeks. Um, and I look forward to following up with them on that one. Do you know, you're probably not interested in this, but I'll tell you that my voting, I'm TAB Nick here. I'm saying if I was putting odds right now, I've got all three exactly the same. Now, I, you're going to look at me and go, "What? how am I doing that? But you go. Oh, no, I, I would say that's a wise decision, Nick. Yeah. Um, I honestly wouldn't underestimate any of them. I no. think anybody who who's sort of um, is willing to make a call on, on one candidate, is that's yeah too early to say at this point. I was hoping you're going to say, how have you got Tory up there in the top three? And I'll tell you how I've got it, because you're not going to ask me because you actually think I'm right, is the fact that that voting system, she could just slip through the gap and actually take it. I can really see it happening. I think the other thing that we might see that people um, could underestimate is is her style of campaigning. You know, like I'm sure she'll be drawing on the likes of what Chloe Swarbrick has done in the past. And because that's a really grassroots style, you might not necessarily see it, but it can just creep up on you and boom, yeah. there you go. There you go. Well, we'll, we'll every week we talk, we'll, we'll, we'll have our next ratings, okay? So I've got them <laughs> at the moment, all three absolutely equal. Can't pick a, can't pick a winner. And I think... If I was Tory's campaign manager, which I'm not, uh, I've only met her a couple of times, I would be saying, I know that she's trying to drop the green thing too much because I think that could go against her a little bit. If she can drop that a little bit more, uh, keep the green vote, but get a few more, I, I reckon there's something happening. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, it's not about me, it's about you, George, this show, this part of the show. Let's turn out, uh, let's turn, look at the Newtown Cycleway saga. And now it's just been announced that it's been settled out of court. I haven't heard anything. I mean, obviously you know what's going on there. 
Yes, and I wanted to talk about this because essentially um, this happened quite late on Friday night and I think people might have missed it. Um, but yeah, they've agreed to settle this dispute with um, the businesses about that section of the cycleway through Newtown to the city. Um, they're settling it outside of court. So the businesses have agreed to withdraw their judicial review action on the grounds that the council uses the more common process of a traffic resolution. So it's all very technical, but essentially the council has been trying to roll out these cycleways um, using a much um, faster process than the traditional traffic resolution, which involves a lot more consultation and time and is quite formal. Um, so that's what they're doing now. So there'll be consultation, as I understand it, starting up again in August over that part of the cycleway. Um, the council at the moment is actually doing the Botanic Gardens stretch of their cycleway network through a traffic resolution already um, because of this court action. And I think it really recognises um, that, that ruling that uh, the judge made um, when he said that, you know, the, the work should be halted until a, few, a full judicial review hearing could be heard. You know, he said the businesses had actually identified an arguable case. The council could um, not do what it was doing under the power it was relying on. Wow. So, so that's almost like a win for them, isn't it? Oh, definitely. It's definitely a win for them. You know, they say they're not anti-cycling or yeah, anti-cycle way. Yeah, no. um, they just feel like they weren't heard properly. Yeah, I understand that totally. Wellington Mayor Andy Foster has confirmed he's running for mayor, mayor or nothing. I, I, I found that a little bit strange myself. I thought that he'd been on council for, since 1943, so he wanted to stay there. So <laughs> I thought he would run for both um, d during his campaign. But remaining, and he just wants that top job. Yeah, now this is really interesting that he is running Mayor or Nothing because there was wide speculation that he would be running um, in the ward as well, that he's represented for three decades, had comfortably, I think, get back in as a councillor. But when he was asked about this um, on, on your show, when um, he announced that he was running for the mayoralty, he was a little bit cagey, I thought. Yeah, this is what he said. Are you going to run for council as well as... The mayoralty no, race look, or not? My, my focus is on the mayoralty. So you will not run for council? Yeah, no, my focus is absolutely on the mayoralty, yeah. Right. Because mm. there was lots of talk that you might do both again, and you would have been, I don't know whether you realise that, but you would have been the first person to actually have done both. So you've decided that council is not for you, mayoralty or nothing. Well, it's... it's do or die. Yeah, my, my focus is the mayoralty, and that's where I'm going. Yeah, I still don't get that quite. Did you get that quite? No, I didn't. And that's why I followed up with him. I said, Andy, I'm still not sure if you're actually, you know, you've ruled out running in, in the ward because he didn't really he didn't, say it he? specifically. He just said his focus was on the mayoralty. But look, he has confirmed to me after a few questions um, that he's not running in the ward. And look, that's a high stakes game for Andy Foster because, yeah, it would be difficult for him to leave the council um, after 30 years. Like, that's, you know, like, this has been his job for a really long time. Um, but good on him. You know, he would have been criticised on the campaign trail if um, he was running in the ward as sort of like a, a, a plan B option. Um, you know, I think he'll probably see being the incumbent um, as an advantage. And, you know, the last local body elections um, when he did uh, snatch the mayoral chains from Justin Lester just proves that anything can happen in politics, especially when you least expect it. And I, I might be wrong here, but I think he was the first, I think Justin Lester was the first to only stand one one term, I think. Now, don't quote me, listeners, and, and get, or text us and tell me if I'm wrong, but I kind of believe that he might have been the first. So this will be the second if it happens. And I, if you ask me, I would have thought Andy Foster was third on my betting scale 
a month ago, but I think he's moved up a little bit. That's a thought. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not a thought that you go along with. But I mean, I just that's my personal thought anyway. I'm just saying, I think he's gathered a little bit of momentum over the last month, maybe. But, yeah, and, and the thing is, um, is that, you know, when it comes to voting, will Wellingtonians associate the dysfunction and infighting of the council with his name? You know, or will it be, oh, Andy Foster, yeah, he's a nice guy, he's been around or been yeah. around for a while yeah, and I know right. his name, you yeah, know? you're right, and maybe that, that's why I'm thinking the way I'm thinking. Always a pleasure. Thank Thanks, you. Nick. Georgina Campbell, who is the New Zealand Herald Issues reporter and joins us, uh, Wellington Issues reporter, uh, and she joins us every week at this time. Always great to have a chat to her. And if you are looking for some information about what's happening in Wellington, always look up uh, the Herald and look for what Georgina Campbell's writing because she's definitely one of our best writers in this country and she's based right here in Wellington.